The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I am a Wall Street alum, Top WB CEO, and a LinkedIn top voice. I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. I'm Mita Malik, a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. So please go ahead and get yourself a copy and check out the link in our show notes as well. And Mita and I started Roundtable Talk as a place to spill the tea uh, on hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We won't leave any juicy details out. Then we provide you with tips you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. So Mita, what are we talking about on today's show? OD, another juicy topic. We have a great question from a member of the Brown Table Talk community. Thank you so much to our community reaching out, suggesting topics and asking us to cover different things. Okay, D. Are office politics good or bad? Office politics, good or bad? It's a good question. So D and I are going to unpack it all. We're going to spill some tea. And as always, we're going to leave you some tips at the end. But D, I come from the school of DC Marshall. That question came in and I said, oh, I knew what D was going to say. But we'll get to there. We'll let, we'll let D say what she wants to say. But I was like, oh, good question. Good question. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm processing uh, the fact that there is the question because, you know, typically office politics have always or have typically been seen as a, not in a positive light. Let's just say that. Yes. I don't know that they've been seen in a pot from a positive perspective. I, I would agree. Yes. Yep. And I, I would add from my cultural upbringing, we've talked about this in the podcast, my father, rest in peace, I'm the proud daughter of Indian immigrant parents, he would always say, keep your head down, work hard, stay out of trouble. Don't be involved in other people's business. Carried with me in my career when mm-hmm. I entered a, a corporate America that I should just really be focused on my work and yeah. not be bothered with, without, with what else is going on. But that was a real miss. D, my story, you're going to laugh. This, is, this right. is like my forever story. My forever story is I'm the last to know. The last to know in the office. You know, not now, but early on. I remember one of my first jobs, first big company. You know, there'd be these quarterly meetings that everyone gets invited to division-wide. We yeah. walk into the meeting and I'd always have that friend who'd be like, yeah, 
A, B, C, D, E. These are things that are going to be announced. And then lo and behold, the slides come up and these are the things that are announced. I was always the last to know because, you know, they're the people in the office who know. They know what's yeah. happening. Yeah. They have the yeah. access to the information. I was never that person. I was like, oh my God, she's moving to South Africa? She's going to be the general manager there? I had no I idea. Like everybody else was like, that was, that was obvious that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's typically, I think the privilege it's privilege in the workplace and privilege, mm-hmm. not necessarily based on, uh, just race or ethnicity or majority. This is privilege in terms of the majority, the insiders, right? The insiders and influencers within the structure and always the assistant who is an insider or influencer. Ooh, and those are the yes, folks, those the are the folks who know, and so, so right. So those, you know, who see the handwriting on the wall or, or they appear as if they can see the handwriting on the wall. No, you're part of an in-circle. You're part of an in-group, okay? And so you have privilege of, of information. But if you are not in the majority, number one, you're not a uh, decision maker or an insider or influencer or the assistant who is also an insider and or influencer, Typically, everybody else outside of that would would not know about these politics, uh, you know, or have privy to information, news, press, tea. They don't. We don't have access to tea. Okay. (laughs) I never had access to the tea. Now, as a chief diversity officer, I have to be careful. I don't gossip. I cannot afford to gossip. It's going to cost someone's career. It's going to cost me my career. It's going to cost me my team. And so I do think as you rise in your career, this idea of gossip, office politics, whatever you want to call it, I think there's a difference between office politics and gossip. We could get into that. But you have to be sort of careful, right, about Mm -hmm. what you have access to, what you're sharing. I think I think about all those things. But... Mm -hmm. What I will say is when I think about office politics, which I think gets a bad rap, I have flipped it to, I need to be more organizationally aware. That's Growing good. up in corporate America, I was not organizationally aware. I was mm-hmm. really focused on delivering with impact, high quality work, learning as much as I could, trying mm-hmm. to get to the next level. But I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that's only half the equation. And if we're going to be honest, in some cases, it's only 20% of the equation. It's really about who you know and who can help you get to the next level, all of those things. But I was not organizationally aware. I wish I had learned that earlier in my career. I was not. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I wish I had known. Now, I will tell you um, that, you know, I have a story of when I worked in corporate and when... Um, I had access to information and it was a really sweet story of, I had a boss, uh, it was a matrix reporting and uh, he called me in one day and it was a, a 60 second meeting. And some people would imagine it went, you know, how this may have gone, but he just said, hold tight, sit still. I'm going to take care of you. And that was it. That was the meeting. Guess what was about to happen? It was going to be a big shakeup. It was going to be a big. That was the meeting. That was it. Sixty seconds. That was it. That was it. It it was. There was no other information. And and can I tell you, a white male, one of my biggest champions in corporate America. Mm. So sidebar. I don't have a whole lot of stories 
um, of bad experiences. And I used to say part of it was because of my naivete. I think, you know, in a lot of instances, I was probably very young and naive, but that man was what I call in the privilege group, right? Privilege Mm -hmm. in terms of he was part of the majority. Number one, he was also a decision maker, a top leader, an executive um, and so he knew there was a restructure, but he told me to sit tight. And I, I you know, it's really a sweet story because it was very early in my career and he was going to promote me. So, um, but, but yeah, it's about being, so in that moment, I'm agreeing with you that yes. I did not have that situational awareness. I was not paying attention to the handwriting on the wall. Sidebar, there's a powerful book. It's a tiny little book. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? It used to be oh. a big deal way back when. And that book is about situational awareness of paying mm, attention. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, I, I'm like you, my friend, I was, I was not always aware. Um, but I do know that today, you know, how you manage that is, you know, you, you can all, you should always be reading industry news, right? External factors yes. that influence. So I believe industry news, right? I, I believe mm-hmm. um, also internal conversations and those internal conversations can sound like, you know, questions and conversation over cocktails or the coffee uh, water cooler, if that's still a thing. Hey, what, what do you think? What do you think we're headed? Where do you think the industry is headed? Being really uh, inquisitive about industry, about the company, and then what do sure. you think our biggest challenges? What do you think our biggest challenges? Or what you know, if you if you were in charge, what would you do differently? Yeah. So there are ways to become more situational or to increase your situational awareness that leans into those politics, right? Because politics yeah. are typically something that appears to be a barrier that you need to work around. And so the more I've found, the more you educate yourself, industry, external right. and internal, yes. asking questions about where we might be headed as a company, as an organization, what do you think some of our challenges are? What do you think our critical success factors are, meaning the things that we must get right? I think when you begin to have those kinds of conversations, you can, you're teetering on I love the that. politics. Yes. I think that yeah. if we separate this, because the question was, are politics, office politics good or bad? They can be both. Good office politics looks like, as we're saying, being organizationally aware, being situated. I, for so long in my career, D, I looked down, I looked up to my boss, my manager, I never looked around. Never looked around. It was always up or down, never looked around. So there's that piece of that's a really important part of your career. But I think the second piece, which is interesting, is when politics turn bad, which is when it gets to the hurt, the harm, the gossip that we talked about in another episode, the venting that starts to occur. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. when I think it can become toxic. And you yeah. can separate those two because here's the things. Here's the thing. I have worked in small organizations. I have worked at large fortune 10 public companies. And guess what? Politics are everywhere because human beings are there. Anytime yeah. <laughs> you work with people, politics will just happen. It is the nature yeah. of how we work. And so you cannot escape politics, but you can certainly use it to your advantage as you think about your career and the impact you want to make. Yep. You can learn the politics. And so that story, it helped me to then learn the politics. So on the Mm. other side of that restructure, 
the unspoken, yes. it, you know, politics are like the unspoken rules of the workplace It's or the unspoken rules. And they are typically attached to leadership styles and or people like who, how do you need to manage around these barriers? Like that's what we're talking about. Those office politics, meaning sure. if you're going for a new job or if there's an, or, or a new position or there's a new project or some sort of initiative um, but you've you've got some things. They're they're invisible, intangible things that you have to manage around. They're typically people. They're typically people and positions and who and strategically chess moves like who you need buy in from. Those are the kinds of politics. They, they typically yes. are about you're making a decision. You're going down on a path, but you've got to manage um, how you're going to get down the path. And if you do it well. Um, yes. It's because you have managed the politics, so, meaning you've, you've managed around the pothole that you can't see. You, you, there's a pothole there, and that's the politics. Like, oh, you've got to manage that. Yeah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors. I'm Laura Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. I think it also reminds me of early in my career, not realizing the power dynamics and where the power sat in organizations. So guess what? The boss never actually had the power to promote me. It was two levels up. I wasn't, I wasn't positioning myself correctly or I, didn't, I wasn't making myself available or wasn't advocating to the right people. We had an episode recently. We talked about what to do when no one else likes your boss. I had a boss that I really liked. She coached. She helped me. She was great, but she didn't have power. She wasn't, unfortunately, respected the way that she should have been. So there was, it was yep. limited what she could do for me. And so mm-hmm. those are the ways in understanding, like, what's the relationship that your boss has with their boss, their boss's mm-hmm. boss, mm-hmm. their peers? How are they viewed, right, mm-hmm. across the organization? I think those are the things that I really missed early in my career. And I didn't even think, oh, gosh, is that important? I'm just here to do my job. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to do my job and make impact. Like, I didn't realize that any of that was part of the equation. Yeah, yeah. The more we're talking about this, the more I hope it's clear that office politics is about managing relationships. It really is. It is. It is. It is. And and right to your point, it's um, identifying who has the power, <laughs> right? Who is power authority, yeah. right? And and where how um, and then and then not aligning because I think we talked about this on another podcast with that, that scenario that you just gave, it's make sure you do not align, align with your boss who loves you, but nobody likes, nobody likes him. Nobody likes her. And she's, she's on the list. 
She's 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 out. Yeah. She's out. So be really so so you have to you have to, I mean again it's managing relationships, knowing who has the power, who's the real uh greenlit person in the office or in the organization. Yeah. Dee, can we talk a little bit about what happens when office politics goes wrong, goes bad? I do think it's the gossiping and Oh God, you know that like the venting we talked about that never ends and like the downward spiral. And there's always that somebody that you work with who just Mm -hmm. enjoys stirring the pot, who just enjoys stirring the pot. And so like, what do you do there? You know, it was interesting. I had um, a situation in my career where there was a leader who would constantly pit D and I against each other. So the leader would go to D and say, oh, you know, Mita said X, Y, and Z about you or this and this, which wasn't true. Or maybe it was something mm-hmm. I said that was exaggerated. And then they would they would do the same. They would come to me and say, mm-hmm. D said this. So we finally actually figured out that this person was just creating gossip and pot stirring. So we would just mm-hmm. go to each other directly. I would actually mm-hmm. be like, oh, D, they just emailed me or they called me about this, this, and this, giving you a heads up before the story changes by the time it gets to you. Mm-hmm. And so good. that I we sort of figured out. But the the sad part was the relationship with my peer had deteriorated because this person had meddled and involved themselves so much that Mm -hmm. we actually believed sort of the politics they were stirring and the gossip. And, and, Mm -hmm. and it was unfortunate at the end of it, we ended up having a really good relationship because we sorted through it. But what Mm -hmm. we, what do we, what's your advice on that? I like that you had a direct conversation because I think when we yes. have more one-on-one conversation, they're direct and they're more one-on-one. Yes. It helps to do two things. It helps to manage and prevent, um, I would say, the false narrative. It helps to build the relationship is the second thing I want to mm-hmm. say. It helps to build relationships. So I, I appreciate that you had a one-on-one conversation. And I do think it's number one, direct conversations. Number two, um, it, it helps to build the relationship and and really challenge this false narrative or what may be out in the in the workplace. Now, I will tell you the potential risk of having those conversations. Mm-hmm. The potential risk is when you've been given insider information mm-hmm. and asked not to disclose. And that's when it's a setup. Mm-hmm. So like if I share, do you see? If I share, so- They're testing them. They're testing Right. You. If I sh- testing you exactly, and so when that information is carried forward, they know you you put that out there. I told her, mm-hmm. or I gave her some insider information. I told her not to share just between us, and she had a conversation. That's a setup. So, so that scenario of you talking one on one is great to have direct conversations, but it may it it may be risky if you were given insider information mm-hmm. and asked to not disclose. I'm going to just set that right there. Let's pause. <laughs> I, listen, I've done the opposite. You know, we talk about this. I only yeah. have so many chips. As a woman of color, I'm calculating every day what I'm going to do. Which way am I going? Up, down, around, yep. left, right. If, if I rarely, especially in my role, I rarely lose my cool and temper. I can't afford to. I don't have the privilege, right? And so when I do... If there's that one thing that's happened, I go and tell the person who I know will tell everybody. <laughs> oh my God, you're the cult. You do it. You're the plant. You are the plant. Oh my gosh. 
No, but I do it purposely. I don't do it often. But if it's something that's happened to me that I'm upset about, yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. But if something's happened and I'm like, this went down this way and it shouldn't have, and I'm, I'm pretty upset about it. I don't do that often. Yeah. I can't do that every day. I might do it twice a year, once a year. But I'll mm-hmm. tell that to enough people that I know that person's going to go share it. Good. They should share it. People should know what happened. People should know what went down in that meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's share. (laughs) But I will say, here's the thing about, you know, for allies listening, we have to stop bad office politics gone wrong, bad gossip when we see it. Here's an example. I've been pregnant twice. I've had two children. The whispering of, oh, I think he's pregnant. At her stomach, she's pregnant, right? And you're like, when Mita's ready, she'll tell you. So that's the yeah. stuff that's like, did you hear Mita got a bad, bad rating? She got a bad rating. You're mm-hmm. like, why is that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, when Mita's comfortable, she'll come share these things with us. That's the stuff too that I think yeah. can really damage someone's reputation within a company or start to false you know, start to yeah. paint a false narrative. Yeah. People will make all sorts of assumptions. Oh, you're pregnant now. And so we're going to take you off these projects. Actually, I'm not pregnant. Like what? what? <laughs> it's just like, oh you know, God. so those things can spiral. So we have to stop when we, when we see those things in action, we have to just stop them. We can't yeah. contribute to it is my point. You cannot contribute to it and say, oh yeah, I thought Mita was pregnant too. Oh yeah. 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 And, and I love that you've given an ad to office politics. That's office, the culture. So what you're talking about now is it's a culture of whispering, um, you know, yes. did you hear this, right? That's that's the culture. It's the politics and then the way of being in this organization. And I'm going to go back to the woman um, who I worked with and for many years ago when I worked on Wall Street, one New York Plaza, right down the street from the New York side. Is this Debbie again? Community. No, this is Suzanne Sachs. She was super bad too. Super bad WG. This is where I found my love, love for my WG love girlfriend. She was the boss. Yes. Love it. Yep. And you know, and she was the one who set the culture. You remember me telling the story about gossip. And so that was the yes. only place yes. that I worked where gossip was forbidden. It was a curse. And if you were the first person to open your mouth, like Oof. if I leaned into you, Lisa, I I mean, I had the fear of if I went to you and said, uh, did you hear uh, Rosie is pregnant? It, it had instilled in me a, 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 a both a respect, a benchmark, a standard, and a fear to not do that mm. because I would be an outsider and I would be yes. in a bad in a in a good way in a good way. Like, but but that was her standard. So Suzanne Sack, this was through securities. I could say it because it was so long ago and it's a good story. So I love to share the good story. So if anybody knows her name was Suzanne Sack and she was super amazing. And I just love her modeling as a leader, Mita, that she disrupted that whole culture. It was not gossiping was not allowed. It was not, they would, they would, you, you would catch a case. You would, I, I was convinced you would catch a case. <laughs> You would catch a case at the company or at least in her business unit. Now, can I tell you something? I doubt if it was the same way throughout the company, but in that organization, she was super bad. But I love it. She was stopping bad, bad office politics. There's a difference between good office politics and bad office politics. And I think I'll speak for myself from my lens as a South Asian woman. I was always told to just stay away from politics. 
which actually did not serve me well in my career because it's back to good office politics means it's all about relationships. As you said, it's about looking up, uh, not just looking up, looking around, understanding situationally aware what's happening on your team with your boss's boss, what's happening in the industry, what's happening with your competitors, right? All of those things are about, you know, they all feed into office politics, which I think can be a good thing. Right. And to add to your good, good politics, I just um, uh, wanted to add this. It's about you're contemplating the impact of something, right? That's yes. good politics. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's what yes. it is. The yes. distinction of good yeah. politics is thinking about while this looks like a, a clear line, uh, a clear victory, a clear win or a clear path, good politics are what else, who is this going to impact? How might this impact others? What do we need to be I sensitive to and manage? So there we go. We have our word for good politics versus bad politics. I love that. And I also go back to the story that you started with. I mean, shout out to that leader who pulled you in that 60 second, 30 second conversation. It's the privilege we have and the access to information and when appropriate, how you're going to share it and not weaponize it. You're going to share it when appropriate. Because some things are confidential. I understand. The layoffs happening, you can't share. But the fact that they pulled you in and said, hey, this is going down and I have your back. Amazing. Amazing. And he was respectful to your point. Yes. And you're right. Some things are confidential, right? Because I know you as an executive uh, for many, many years, you're respectful at managing information. He also modeled that. He did not give me any insider information, but he wanted me to know it's about to hit the fan and I, and I got you. And I hope, you know, our community can appreciate, uh, cause I know you get it sometimes in your DMs. Why, why does it have to be white? Why does it have to be, why do you have to call it out? And so equally I'm calling out on the other side where, you yes. know, I have had great experiences and I've only shared the names of every great story. So the reason why, yes. in fact, I probably need to write this, my good stories and my great examples, um, because this is a show for women of color and about women of color, our lived experiences um, at work. And a lot of them are, have not been kind. They've not been good. They've been, uh, you know, put us in situations where psycholog- our psychological safety has been challenged. And so I am yes. equally sharing. And so my Lenny story, Lenny Greenspan, wherever he is, he Lenny. did not. You know Lenny? No, I you don't, know? but I have Lenny. Call us, text us, message us, send me an audio so, yeah. You know why, sidebar? Because actually I have wanted to reach out to all of my old bosses, almost like my old, oh. my, my, almost like your old teachers. You know how have you've ever had a, you know, a, a warm spot in your heart for if I could only go back and tell my fourth grade teacher, thank you, and here's what I have done. I have a few bosses and Lenny is one, Debbie Aldridge is another and Suzanne Sack. I wasn't a direct report to Suzanne, but she, those are positive images of, you know, of great leaders um, or at least my experiences. So he did not share confidential information. He just said those three words, sit tight. I got you, you know, don't worry. And we're going to come out on the other side. Now, after that, people got fired. People got fired. People got fired. (laughs) People lost their jobs. Before we go to tips, I have to shout out my old boss, VP Andre, who I worked for at Avon. I've been trying to find him for years. 
difficult to find sometimes people anymore. But he was one of these people I rem- I in our conversation about good politics, like access to information when appropriate, removing barriers, actually putting himself on the line when yeah. people were coming after our team, right? Wow. Or mm-hmm. go, going and being like, you can't, this is not going to happen. This is not going to fly, right? Anyways, oh. So can of, I just say this before we, oh, yeah. before we yes. go to tips? I'm going to say this because somebody wants to call you now and say thank you but they don't know where you are. And why do I say that? Because you are the leader, you're C-suite executive. I mean, although people don't know this about you, but I know you have been challenged. You have you have gone to bat, you have saved people's jobs. You have, uh, I mean, you've been in the seat as a leader and you've had to make hard decisions or go along with decisions that have been made. And I know you have gone to bat for people. You love, you are a lover girl, if I could say that. So while I can't say thank you to Lenny or Debbie or Suzanne, I'm going to stand in for you being an awesome executive decision maker, being really responsible Mm -hmm. with your seat to save your people when other people, the majority population at, at, you know, previous Mm -hmm. organizations said, you've got to get rid of your whole team, Mita. So Listen, so we're going to go to tips, everybody. Because Oh, my God. You just made me so emotional. Listen, you all don't understand. As Dee said, no more audio messages to Dee. We just do it on the podcast. So, Dee, for all those audio messages you received from me, thank you. And you lifted me up in those, those some hard, hard leadership moments. Hard, hard leadership moments. So, thank you, friend. Thank you. All right. Tips, tips, tips. What are we doing for tips? Okay, Dee, here we are towards the end of the episode. Our office politics, good or bad? Thank you to our listeners who reached out for that topic. And let's go into tips, Dee. I'm going to ask you to, friend, do one and two. Absolutely. I'm going to share here and then available at browntabletalkpodcast.com. Number one is situational awareness. Just be aware and make it a common practice to... Look around, look around. You want to look up, you want to look at business in general, you want to look at industry, and then you want to look internally at the company. Pay attention. There is no more head down, nose down, do your job, pay attention. The handwriting is on the wall and you don't want to be caught when somebody moves the cheese. There you go. And then (laughs) number two, number two, access to information, be a Lenny. If you have access to information, just share respectfully, share what you can, encourage people, however it is that you can, while, you know, maintaining um, discretion or keeping confidential information, but it's okay to encourage folks. So Mita, over to you for number three. Number three, all use politics as a force for good. Politics will be everywhere where we work. Stay on the good side of politics. And as Dee and I talked about, stop the bad politics, the gossip, the slander, and things that happen in our workplaces. Dee and I so appreciate you. That's the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share this conversation with someone in your community who needs to hear it. You can follow us on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe, leave a review there. And we will see you next time. Side Effects of listening to Brown Table Talk. 
may include Allies Unleashed, Getting Paid More, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.